Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, full of shrimp. <laughs> oh, wow. God, I'm full of shrimp. Oh, can you tell me what happened, my friend? Well, I ate too many shrimp. <laughs> okay. It's a bad story. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Sorry, gracious. there's not a better story there. <laughs> Is it an unlimited situation? <laughs> no, it was it, it was a limited number. <laughs> Did you get caught up in that number was the, high. In the classic value conundrum. <laughs> sure. Is, I've paid this much for unlimited shrimp. Right. I'm going to take this whole fucking Red Lobster down. So you ordered shrimp. I ordered, yeah. I had shrimp. I Okay. So uh, a rare lunchtime record for us. Yeah. Or after lunchtime Midday. record. Midday record. Usually we're evening recorders. We're usually evening recorders, but sometimes- That's why we're so punchy. Sure. Sometimes you get a guest who has an afternoon free and mm-hmm. you say, fuck it. We're going to record in the, we're going to record in the afternoon. If it if we record after five o'clock, yeah, you know we're going to be in our cups. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Once cocktail might, hour comes around, right? Exactly. It might uh, tip over into uh, late night material. <laughs> oh yeah, you got it. After dark, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Today we're keeping it after school. But yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of lessons. Uh, I'm going to do PCP for the first time and jump out the window. <laughs> the basics. The basics. Uh, so you know, I was on my way over here. Uh, running a little early, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can stop for lunch. Hmm. I should have lunch. Yeah. I'll be I'll be better on Mike. Oh, absolutely. Certainly not good, but <laughs> yeah, but better, better than me. Better, yeah. Uh, and this this I, this restaurant opened up that I had been hearing about called Little Jewel of New Orleans. Oh yeah, that's a really good restaurant. <laughs> One of my favorite foods that you cannot get anywhere around here is the shrimp po' boy. Right. This is a French roll. Stuffed with a cornmeal-y fried shrimp, lettuce, pickles. I say no tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes. A little bit of mayo. Uh-huh. Heaven if you get it right, but but few can. Yeah, well, especially if with the passing of celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. <laughs> sure, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, a, a respected, uh, a, a humble, respected Zatarans to him. <laughs> yes. Up in heaven. Zatarans, Zatarans, Paul. Zatarans, Paul. Uh, and I've heard, I, I kept hearing... From the from the foodie set, yeah, that this place could do it. Yeah, I was skeptical. I got one of these sandwiches. This is a fifteen dollars sandwich, <laughs> right? It is. It is as long as your arm. Yes, I'm like I can have. I'll have a half of this. Yeah, I'll wrap the other half up, take it home, throw it in the lake. I don't know. Right. I'm gonna try this thing. Yeah. Fuck! It was so good. I just <laughs> ate it. I just I just <laughs> put that thing away, and I am so full of shrimp. I. I I here's how full of shrimp I am. Yes. Jesse, I'm full of shrimp. Yeah, how shrimp are you? <laughs> Thank you for asking. I I am planning on going swimming later. Uh-huh. And I'm worried that in the water I will take on shrimp-like qualities. <laughs> I'm worried I will develop an exoskeleton. Right. I don't need that. Eye you, stalks? You don't currently swim by scrunching yourself up then extending yourself? Not now, but who knows? Got it. Who Jesse I, I mean, can I tell you this, yes. Jordan? Should we welcome in this guest that was so hot that we couldn't wait for the evening? Yeah, uh, you know him from Riff Tracks, uh, Bill Corbett. Hey guys, um, I am not full of shellfish right now, but I'm a little jealous of you, yeah, Jordan. I'm, it's I'm not. Listen, this 
fucking sandwich was so good. So, but I am miserable right oh, now. Oh yeah, I'm so shrimpy. This you, restaurant, you do look like you have like a, a, more than your usual amount of iodine in you. Yeah, so. yes. Yeah, I feel like I have a a poop vein running up my spine. Yeah. You actually, now that you mention it, are turning pink like a flamingo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, guys, if I mean. I mean, you guys are married. You don't know this. Dayton's hard out there. Now I've got an exoskeleton. <laughs> I don't know. People are into that. that <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you, you need suggesting like... that there's an exoskeleton fetishist out there? There is, yeah. I, yeah. I think Rule you 34. need a distinguishing characteristic on, on, your, uh, on your, what's that thing called? Where you flick through the... Oh, yeah, sure, your Tinder profile. Yeah, your Tinder profile. You're going to need something that sets you apart from the pack. And Select all exoskeleton <laughs> checkbox. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go. Only you is there. Right. Only you. Shaved, comma, exoskeleton, <laughs> comma, no drama. <laughs> Loves hikes. I have been to that restaurant that you yes. refer to, which is in Chinatown here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And they have a set of sandwiches called the Parish Fair Sandwiches, mm-hmm. separate from the Po' Boys. These are $9 sandwiches, not $15 sandwiches. Oh. And they're supposed to be a small serving for one person. And I have never not eaten the whole thing, and I have never not made myself sick because of how much I ate. Yeah. And you had $6 more worth of sandwich. I had $6 more of Holy sandwich. Shit. And I'm here eating cochon du lait. I'm here eating uh, stewed pork. Mm-hmm. And you're over there eating them shrimps. God, so I'm so full of shrimp. Uh, Bill, what's your favorite giant sandwich? <laughs> your favorite giant sandwich? Dagwood, uh, let's talk. <laughs> well, I did have a Dagwood uh, sandwich at the airport the other day when coming to L.A. that I regretted mightily. Oh, yeah. It was full of uh, – it, it looked pretty good, but it had a lot of unidentified salami-like stuff on it sure. that started to sit really bad in the plane. So mm-hmm. – um, I don't know what I would grow from that, like a, a pig snout or a... <laughs> Are there people out there who can identify and and know the differences between the groups of salami-like foods? My wife can. She's a, she's a cheesemonger. And oh, she, well. She has a side in salami and, you know, right. charcuterie. So she can, <sighs> yeah. I no. genuinely, I know that pepperoni goes on pizza and salami goes in sandwiches. But if you said to me right now, what's the difference between pepperoni and salami? I would say, oh, well, pepperoni goes on pizza and salami goes in sandwiches. Yeah. That's all I've got. It's sort of a logical conundrum you get yourself caught in. Yeah. Like, well, it's a square, a parallelogram. Philosophical. Sure. Yep. No way out situation. Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> Schrodinger's yeah. toppings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. There's a, there's a category of meat that is pink meat with little white dots. Uh-huh. And yeah. there are... Ten kinds of meat in that in under that tent. I am using salami pretty generically. It could have been something sure. like a like a a, a capicola or gabagool, yeah. as they say on the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, um, or or any number of other Italianate ham mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, New York seltzer. Hey, <laughs> hey, a New York seltzer. Hey. I was. It's a donut. No, every, donuts are everywhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I need a real Jersey donut over here. It's a sandwich. You mean sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we call it a sandwich. So I had to stop watching The Deuce because there was too much of that. I kind of like this, but I'm out. Right, right. Too much of this. I flew to the Grand Canyon recently, Mm -hmm. and while I ordinarily don't like to brag, Mm -hmm. um, I'll take this opportunity to say that I flew 
American Airlines <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. out of Burbank. Little Mr. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Burbank. Eh? Looks like there's a new Bob Hope in town. <laughs> now that the other one is dead. <laughs> and they took his name off of the Burbank Airport oh, recently. Did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, no. It used to be called the Burbank Bob Hope Airport. Now it's just called the Burbank Airport. Sure. Oh, wow. So, you, yeah, there are no defenders of Bob's name. I guess not. There weren't no. a little community group that got up in arms What about happened it? is the people who remembered him before 1960 are dead now. Yeah. And like now, people, now all of the rest of us remember a special that confused us as a child. Right, right. It seemed terrible. Where he, we where he put out, out a, why people liked it. He put on a wig and, tr- and pretended to be a hippie or something. <laughs> yeah. and every, everything wrong. Yeah. You know? I think actually now, I think what they're doing is they're in a transitional period. And I think, you know, now I think you kind of got it right there, Jesse, is that, you know, just Bob Hope's legacy is waning as fewer and fewer people remember him. So I think now it's going to be Burbank, the Rock Airport. Got it. <laughs> I just assumed you were going to say, like, the Burbank uh, Bob Hope Invitational Golf Classic Airport. <laughs> oh, nice. Because yeah. that's what people have the most. So I I know that you know this, Jordan, mm-hmm. but I don't know if our listeners know this. We may have mentioned this in the past on the show. But for your benefit, Bill, yeah, you know, Burbank is a, is a small sort of regional airport. Oh, I've flown through there. A yeah. lovely place it's to fly wonderful. from. It's, wonderful yeah. airport. I'm, God, I love going yeah. to the airport. <laughs> Sometimes I just go to hang around. That's why I'm here in town. Good Panda I flew to LAX to go to hang out at the airport, yeah. Burbank. So for years, one of the only problems with the Burbank airport was – that the food situation was a real challenge. So if you were flying at lunchtime and you needed to eat a meal, which like is my my situation. Several pounds of shrimp. On yeah, a, on exactly. A... Oh, I'm so full of shrimp. <laughs> Don't remind me. Your choices were limited basically to those. That's my new catchphrase, by the way. I'm so full of shrimp. Don't <laughs> remind me. <laughs> so they, you're basically your choices were those kind of cellophane wrapped refrigerator case sandwiches. Yeah. Is this what you, is this, is this yeah. your mystery salami? Super cold, too. Yeah. It's like nobody needs They're a sandwich. They're very, they have rights. Yeah. They're very I, cold. I get the storage needs for it, but it's, it's icky. Yeah. Go ahead, they're Jesse. Co- probably because they're also very old. Anyway. <laughs> Cold and old. Cold and old. Yeah, old. Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would presume that he didn't do this personally, but that someone did it on his behalf. Hmm. But Guy Fieri has taken over all of the concessions at the Burbank Airport. So your choices are between three or four Guy Fieri outlets. Oh, wow. Of slightly different types. Mm-hmm. They're all basically horsey sauce vendors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, which a, is as we discovered, aioli basically, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's entirely. It's yeah. just mayonnaise mixed with a little something. Yeah. And uh, from, I from guy's body, <laughs> right? He excretes it. I was very hungry. They hook him up to a tube while he sleeps, and he just and, oozes. and had to eat a meal because if I skip a meal, Bill, you and I were yeah. talking about this on my walk here. I get terrible migraine headaches, and. If I skip a meal, I will get a migraine 100% of the time. So I have to, like, eat a meal when I'm at the airport uh, if it's lunchtime. And I went to the Guy Fieri burger restaurant, Mm -hmm. and there was a giant television playing Guy Fieri's Visit to Cuba. Mm -hmm. What? Which was so fucking weird. Oh, my God. Like, it was... What was crazy about it is that it was like a cultural exchange program for a man with no self-awareness of any kind. 
behind who's incapable of seeing the world through other people's eyes. <laughs> wow. But I will say this for Guy Fieri. He is good at doing the thing that he does. Sure. Yeah. He is very good. It I... was So it's just him talking about American cars. Yeah. Smoking cigars. Like there is blinding no, people with his shirts. They're not even like yeah, not even like salsa music in it. No, I guess, there's yeah, I guess not when even you have like the loudest shirt in Cuba. Yeah, that is that is an achievement. Um, a friend of mine opened a, a restaurant in uh, Minneapolis and was one of the. I Guy need to Fieri. hold on. I need oh, to give Guy sorry. Fieri some credit. Go too. go right ahead. I ordered some kind of cheeseburger with onion rings and. Etc. Sure. Ass kick sauce on Bacon it. And, <laughs> and nut kicker sauce. Yeah. And the, sure. And it's the burger that fucks your wife. Yeah. And wow. I just want to say that when that burger fucked my wife, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, you I sat burger there cuck. And I turned to the. <laughs> Brian, I think we have our title for the episode. Go ahead. I turned to the guy sitting next to me and I said, I am so sorry that I'm going to eat hot food on the airplane and it, it will, you'll probably smell it. I Thank just, you for doing it's that. It's lunchtime. Yeah. I just have to. I, this was the only thing yeah. I could get. And I ate it. And first of all, the man next to me was so lovely about it. What was, a oh, don't, hey, don't worry about it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he said to me. Very sincere. Don't worry about it at all. I ate this burger. I fucking Number one, I really liked it. You went to yeah. town on it. That's first. First and foremost, number one, I really liked it. Number two, now I'm best friends with the guy next to me who was so ch- fucking chill about this. And I look over and he's reading this book about why global warming isn't real. Whoa. Oh! <laughs> and just the heading, yeah. there's just this, there's like one of those like, you know how like a, like a slightly large format book with black and white illustrations in it, like a for dummies yeah, sized sure, book? Yeah. It was like that. Um, and it had an inset box in it and the headline was just me versus Bill Nye. Whoa. Oh, it was like, oh, yeah. no. Take that asshole down a peg. <laughs> oh, no. But you were on your way, you started saying, to the Grand Canyon? Is this? Yeah. So for... it wasn't a huge flight, thank God. Like, yeah. you weren't going to London or something. Yeah, it was, I had to get on a, a weird tiny airplane in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yeah, the whole time I was just like, God, thank goodness that I decided I liked this man before he started reading that book. <laughs> he, was he, happy was so that you were, he was happy that you were eating beef, Yeah, you know, because it does not contribute to any bullshit global warming. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about American cars from the 50s. Mm-hmm. I don't care about cigars, but I do love a good burger. Yeah. Salt that. 25% fat. More. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a... Half I and a, half. I had a breakfast sandwich, or I think as Guy prefers us to say, sandwich. Uh, yeah, insists, oh, yeah. we say. At that, uh, at that same kiosk, uh, I think when we went to San Francisco for Sketchfest, and I was flo- like now, floored clear, by how good it was for that was at, food. That was at the sandwich kiosk. No, no, so this, was at, the, this was at the burger kiosk and a sandwich kiosk. kiosk. This was oh, at the okay. burger kiosk. Okay, okay. Um, was it a sandwich burger or something? Like, uh, it was like this was the, the breakfast menu. A full so sandwich was, uh, encased in a burger. Like a right, yeah. ham and cheese sandwich on top, of, on a top of a burger. In between two buns. Melted I, cheese all over yeah. the whole damn thing. Yeah. Uh, Bill, you were saying you have a... a oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to sort of reiterate that Guy Fieri like, has a good side to him. Because yeah. my friend had a not a struggling pizza, bar, but not pretty unknown... Um, and she's Korean American, and her take on pizza, she just like self-taught how to make it, um, and she has some Korean like uh, spins on some of it, um, and she's really amazingly talented. But somehow it got on his radar 
put her on the show, and it just like it made her career on some level. And now she has like four restaurants in town. Yeah, there's and a... said he was a good guy. He was a little bit of a lummox, but he was a sweetheart. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a restaurant that I will go to occasionally if I am like like it's in between my house and work. And so if I, for some reason, am going to work at 11 a.m., it's too far away to, to go to for lunch, but I can stop there to pick up lunch on my way to eat it at the office. Uh-huh. And uh, it's called East Side Deli um, in the east side of Los Angeles. And it is, uh, it is the kind of restaurant where no matter when you go in there, there are three firemen and three policemen in uniform waiting in line. Uh, and it is the Guy Fieriest of restaurants. Um, and there's a giant Guy Fieri thing on the wall because when Guy Fieri goes somewhere, he puts his mark on it. Uh, he, you know, he lifts his leg and yeah, he urinates. sprays <laughs> flames all over the wall and then his face is burned there. Yeah. His hot flaming pee. Yes. <laughs> See a doctor guy, by the way. Uh, but it is so fucking great. Yeah. It's such a great place to buy a, uh, a potato salad, a meatball sandwich, a chicken parm. Uh, like it is – it is just straight down the middle spectacular. They always have Bob Seger blasting. You know, <laughs> yeah. so like, no matter what. <laughs> and it's a very like – it's a very like uh, – it's like a world that like as long as you can fit into the people who want to eat a meatball sandwich, which is to say policemen and mooks of various yeah. kinds, just galoots, guys. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna like, get a potato salad. <laughs> yeah, people people who would yell f- while talking. Yeah, yell talk. Um, as long as you can. And I'm look. I'm a big white dude. I can slide in. I can slide into that if need be. You know, I'm capable of a passing. Uh, then it is the greatest fucking venue in the world. And actually, I may, it makes me think of like a uh, little jewel of New Orleans where you ate those shrimps. God, I had so many shrimp. I forgot my catchphrase. I had so many. Like it's a little bit too like contemporary foodie. Uh, while it's it, it it is it has a very unpretentious presentation. It's a little too self consciously foodie. But it's the same thing where like not only will I eat that whole sandwich, but I will order banana pudding. Mm. Which, oh, and I will man. eat. I the love bana- banana pudding. The banana, banana pudding comes great. in like a, this in like a you know the size of a small pancake plastic. Container. That's the mm. thing about banana pudding. It's better when it's been sitting there a little bit. Yeah, it should be it's sitting a little there bit of little skin. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so couple a couple good. of fruit flies on it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Ooh, you can Gives taste it that the larva. Crunch. Yeah. Like it's de- it's, it's one of those things like ordering a side of potato salad at a deli where I re- I really like like straight down the middle classic American like sweet pickle relish potato salad, and I will order it when I order a sandwich. But like that, the smallest container is a thousand calories of potato salad, and it's the same with the with the uh, with the banana pudding. I will fucking eat it. I will eat the whole thing. Un- I cannot stop eating. Go to Once town I have on put that shit. some of it in my mouth, even if I've if I'm already sick from how huge my sandwich was, I'll just keep. Well, eating my it. kids like to assert that it's, it's a whole different system for dessert. Right, like, it doesn't matter how much you've had. Yeah, but like, yeah. There's a dessert there's pouch always room. inside yeah. everyone. Yeah. Here's what's untouched is, by a big meal or right. lack thereof. What's crazy is my appendix has been removed, which you know they say that the doctors say that's what appendix is for dessert storage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. I don't know. Yeah. 
I have a third dessert testicle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back yeah. in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. We've got two sponsors on this week's Jordan Jesse Go. First of all, our friends at ZipRecruiter. Now, first of all, don't pronounce ZipRecruiter Recruiter. It just doesn't make sense. But if you are hiring, if you're a business owner or a business manager or a hiring director, I guess, ZipRecruiter is the place to go because you don't have to go to a thousand, uh, you know, internet websites and post them all up on all of them. ZipRecruiter is the way to revolutionize hiring. It actually uses robot brains to find great candidates for you and encourage them to apply to your job. And best of all, right now, our listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Remember, when a problem comes along, you must zip it. We're also brought to you this week by This Sounds Serious, a brand new podcast from CastBox. Uh, this show was produced in part by our friend Dave Shumka from Stop Podcasting Yourself. It is a very funny serialized fictional murder story full of wild twists and turns with twins and cults and a Florida weatherman. 25 minutes an episode. It's an easy listen. And if you love all those true crime narrative podcasts, you will probably love Dave's new show, This Sounds Serious. It also involves the folks from the CBC's This Is That and also Dexter Guff is Smarter Than You from Panoply. These are smart, funny folks from north of the border. If you're a fan of true crime and comedy, check out this show. Listen to it now wherever you get your podcasts or at thissoundsserious.com. We've also got something up on the Jumbotron this week. When you're out of ink or toner for your home or business, do you run to Staples? If you do, stop right now. United Supply can save you up to 50% and deliver to your door. We're an old-school company with 46 years of experience. Call 866-212-5884 and mention full chort to your sales rep for 25% off your first order. That's how you can tell that they're actually listeners, folks. We did not provide them with that code. We sell other printer parts, too. Why settle for staples when you can support fellow tuppies? Remember, mention full chort for 25% off your first order. When calling, here's the number, 866-212-5884. United Supply. The only printer toner business in the world. It gives a 25% discount if you say full chort. It's their mistake. Take advantage of it. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll share your message with the world. If you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Bill Corbett, old cranky detective. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, we're introducing my yeah. Uh, yeah, new character on the show. Yeah. 
I'm like I'm like Sean Connery in the uh, Indiana Jones, uh, you know, third Indiana yes. Jones. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to characterize Bill as your joke dad. Sure, yeah, yeah I'll take I, it. That's, that's. I mean, I remember the volume of Mystery Science Theater <laughs> three, just the sheer physical volume of Mystery Science Theater three thousand yeah. video cassettes that were in your college dorm room. Yes, I definitely. That was a big part of what was taking up space in my college dorm, where <laughs> all of my VHS uh, dubs of Mystery Science Theater that I brought to college from home because <laughs> I could not bear to be without them. Do you remember that one kid uh, on our hall who had the state's book? Like the state's like out of print. Oh, yeah, sure. State by state with the state. Mm-hmm. That was like the holy – like he would like lend that out like only if you had really fucking buttered him up. You had to check it out. You had to sign it out. And... Yeah. <laughs> you, had to, you had to leave your driver's license. <laughs> Listen, kid, this is back before you could get anything on the internet. You had to look for it. Physical copies. It was like getting a foosball at the Boys and Girls Club. Right, exactly. Right. Like, in order to get the foosball, if you want a cue ball for bumper pool. <laughs> You gotta leave your hat, your keys, fifty cents deposit, and your ID. Yeah, one of your socks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole set of footwear. It's one footwear. And I've got one sock, but I have my own uh, foosball now. So yeah. it's best, honestly. Like it's best if you give them your left sock and your right shoe. Yeah, it balances out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You beat the system, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free foosball. So, Jordan, something that we have been talking about recently on the show. <laughs> Something that we really believe in that is sort of one of our core principles. And we talk about principles a lot on this mm-hmm. show. We sure. really – we really – we try and lead with our hearts right. on Jordan, Jesse, and Colin. And one of the things that we really believe in besides kindness and democracy – in addition to kindness and democracy and hard as a rock, wet as a river mm-hmm. is without a base, without a trace. Um, the last thing that we want to have happen to our listeners is for them to lose foreign objects inside of themselves. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and so we really are strong advocates for a flared base in all matters, mm-hmm. literal and metaphorical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the pursuit of that ideal – I think it's fair to call it an ideal. I mean, I it's something it's that we noble as sh- fucking hell. Yeah, it's <laughs> something ideal. that we strive for. Yeah, you know, it's not always a standard that we meet, but it's something that we it's do our best every day to pursue. North star for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Exactly. Also, if you've got a checklist uh, without a base, without a trace, but also lube it up. I don't know. There's yeah. Not a, there's not a rhyme for it there. <laughs> right. But, you know. Right. Um, but that's uh, mainly for your comfort, though. Right. Without a base, without a trace, it's really a safety <clears throat> issue, mm-hmm. and. So in the pursuit of that ideal, we have asked Jordan Jesse Go listeners around mm-hmm. the country and indeed around the world, <gasps> Bill. Wow. Um, from We're looking at you, Dominican Republic. <laughs> Where you at, Mozambique? <laughs> hey Chad, what's up your ass? <laughs> Sri Lanka, what do I see up there? <laughs> Chad now, the country and the guy. Yeah, we got a call from Chad from Chad. Mm. <laughs> Not that. a lot of Chad's in Chad. Not ironically. A lot, but there's, but, yeah. We, there's the one and he called. Hey dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Chad oh, man. from Chad. <laughs> Waves are sweet. <laughs> I don't know if this country's landlocked. Anyway, I was at the marketplace this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, dude, hanging on my spinning wheel all week. <laughs> oh my god! Sucked. Oh, dude. Oh. So, we've asked our listeners around yeah. the country and yeah. around the world to call in and share with us what, as a cautionary tale, 
what they have lost in their bodies mm-hmm. and what they have lost in the bodies of others. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we include all types of potential um, orifices. Is that what you're getting at? I was going to say maybe invaders or <laughs> penetrators. Sure, yeah. Be they um, uh, uh, accessories. Yes, no, such, uh, such as surgical doctors. Yeah. Or surgeons, as they're known. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, my mouth kind of hurts because I went to one of those um, dental doctors. Right. You know, the dental doctors, right. the ones that operate on your Jordan, teeth. Orthodontist. Orthodontist, <laughs> yeah. excuse me. <laughs> um, so we've we've taken some telephone calls. Uh, here's our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Go. Uh, this is Ike from Cleveland uh, calling in about the action item about getting something stuck or lost in your body. I hope I'm not too late. About 10 years ago in 11th grade, a peer of mine decided it would be a good idea to jab a very sharp pencil into my hand. Uh, when he did so, the tip snapped off and is now permanently lodged in my middle knuckle of my middle finger. <laughs> and now every time I look down at it, all I can think of is, man, what an asshole. Well, <laughs> thanks. Love the show. Bye. Yeah, it's awful to have a physical reminder of your high school bully it just would, implanted in you. Yeah. It would be great, though, if – and he didn't clarify whether this is possible or not – if he can extend and retract it. Mm, sure. Because then he would be like a, like a writing or note-taking Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically a, a pencil cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my wife Need definitely – Need to write down an address, bub? <laughs> my wife definitely <laughs> like <laughs> – had like a rock in her knee from when she was like seven mm, until she was like twenty one, and then it came out. <laughs> I, I I don't understand the trouble with getting like that pencil thing out. I mean, what they didn't have to go in through his left ventricle or like just yeah, you know, right. It's in the hand. Yeah. Like it seems like that is something you could. No, you're get. stuck with it forever. We send the camera in through the anus. <laughs> we we follow the alimentary canal through to the underarm. Honey, why did you go to this German doctor that's obsessed with cameras in the anus? It's nowhere near my anus. Um, I'm not obsessed. It's a casual interest. <laughs> yeah, but it's with my hand. I don't know. Um, do not worry. The camera has the flared base. <laughs> There's no holes in your hand, sir. <laughs> but there is one upon your butt. <laughs> Um, the anus. Yeah, yeah, the anus. Some would say it's the butt itself. <laughs> Some might call it. It's a very definition that is of a theory. Butt. That is a viable theory. <laughs> um, we have a complex compound word to describe this. <laughs> uh, I was. I, this, is, this struck me as very. It's a, as a dumb thing that I believed as a kid when I was thinking about this. We would always talk about not, not jabbing people with pencils not because it was cruel but because you would get lead poisoning yeah, yeah. anyway That's, that seemed to be the missing piece here my father stabbed his brother mm-hmm. with a pencil when they were children then realized that his brother was going to die of lead poisoning and cried now that can't no because happen, it's right? graphite inside a pencil sure. not, yeah 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 um but yeah that was just a, that was a scare tactic kids Hey, if you're listening out there, don't believe all this 
higgledy-piggledy about lead poisoning. Yes. But Ste- still don't stab each stab other. Stab away. Oh, oh sorry. No. We, we came to a different conclusion. Yeah, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. My vote could be the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate this, doctor. I think it's amazing. I presume that pencil lead is called lead because at some point it was lead and not graphite? That sounds about right. I don't... It's amazing that in the early days of learning to write, but when it was a privilege to learn to write, that the same thing that you were using to learn to write was also delaying your mental development. <laughs> sure. And, and, the, and, the, and the materials in your hat were driving you crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. There was no winning. You just drank a big Coke to uh... – <laughs> There was a lot of – Escape and you had cocaine suddenly. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> In the 19th century and earlier, there were a lot of really interesting sources of madness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, hardly, you hardly ever meet someone who's syphilitic, syphilitically mad anymore. Right. But, yeah. you know, 1875, you're walking down the street, you're going to see three syphilitic madmen on the way. <laughs> And I think also I think it, it you should also it is also worth mentioning that in addition to more casually mad people walking around, more people were also drunk. Yeah. So just casual, like you just drank alcohol because it was safer than water. So it's maybe hard to tell the people who were crazy from hat disease versus the people and, who were just and casually drunk. Another category, that, and there might have been some crossovers: people who got kicked in the head by a horse. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Which was just ca- always happening. Yeah. yeah, that's another tough thing. Yeah. Then you get to uh, then you, you get to the hat trick of like syphilitic madness, dr- alcoholic, kicked in the head with a horse. Right. And you know they become president. Plus people. <laughs> plus people who are driven insane by hunger and see everyone around them as looking like a fully dressed turkey. <laughs> I think you're confusing people from the 1800s and Daffy Duck. <laughs> the guys that Bugs Bunny was on the island with. Right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Okay. No, okay. Sorry. A fine fat goose. A fine fat right, sure. <laughs> okay. Let's take another call. Hi, Jordan. Jesse. Uh, my name's Dan, and I'm calling regarding a thing I got. So uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to occasionally, like, uh, an activity we would do, he would just buy us a bunch of dry ice and we would uh, just play with it unsupervised for hours and hours at a time. And uh, one of the things we would do is I would take a little piece of it and put it in my mouth and shake it around and blow out smoke like I was smoking. Uh, so one time, I think I accidentally swallowed a piece about the size of a dime and it got stuck inside my throat for like several minutes. And I would burp up little things of smoke and it would hurt really bad. But I couldn't tell my parents about it because they'd never let us play with dry ice again. So I just kind of wrote it out, and then I had a sore throat for about a week. And that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't think I've ever told them that that happened. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, bye. I mean, the most interesting thing about this call is that I think maybe his parents listened to Jordan Jesse go. Yeah. This is when he finally revealed yeah. to them through the med- through the intergenerational medium of Jordan Jesse oh, go. Yep. Yeah, Which it's we'd... America's meeting place. <laughs> right. Used to be Starbucks. <laughs> now it's here on this podcast. Yeah, I don't re- – we, we, we've said this before. I We don't recommend that children listen to this show. Right. But also parents, yeah. I don't think. We have not been adamant enough that parents not listen. Yeah. yeah. There's a cohort of about two years of like single people, maybe like 27 and to 28 years old. Yeah, yeah that's the same yeah. spot. You yep. can listen. 
no one else. Jack off a lot. Uh, yeah, you know. Jack off. Listen to the show. That's your yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I, I want to be clear when we say that if the people in that little age range can listen to the show, that's not a recommendation that you listen to the show. It's really just permission that if you feel compelled to listen to the yeah. show, it's probably it, it's a it's not inappropriate for you. It to will do harm so. you less than yeah. the other cohorts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We really follow try and follow a harm mitigation model of mm-hmm. podcasting. Yeah. So let's say you're addicted to a more harmful podcast, Joe Rogan, for example. (laughs) Yes. Then in that case, listening to our show, if you're in that window, will soak up that time that you otherwise would have spent learning about why the moon doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. Uh, And and it will also kind of – it will also, uh, you know, hurt you less. Right? Yeah. Let, okay. Maybe I'm showing off a little – in terms of this guy's call. Yeah. Maybe I'm showing off a little privilege here. I thought you were about to say maybe I'm showing off a little, but I can prove why the moon doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> it won't return my calls. <laughs> and um, I hosted Fear Factor. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, wait. That was Joe Rogan. I was on news radio, though. <laughs> Um, that was Andy Dick. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. you're thinking of Andy Dick. Getting yeah. yourself confused with the cast of News Radio. Very common. Very yeah, yeah. 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 It, yeah. it happens. It's a, yeah, in my old age. It's, it's true, Dave Foley. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> master of the slow burn. <laughs> um John Lovitz, the master of John Lovitzing. <laughs> sure, of being John. L- no one's. Uh, to be fair, no, no one's better. I'm not that good at it. No, no one has ever even. No one's ever even been half as good. No. Uh, yeah. Um, what What are the non Halloween uses of dry ice? Oh wow. Uh, stagecraft. Okay. It's related to yeah. Halloween, usually spooky, but you know. Metal bands and uh, oh, sure, right, yeah, cool uh, middle school teacher, yeah, the uh, community theater production of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh, sure, Bright Macbeth needs some dry ice, yeah, yeah. double double toil and trouble and all that. Shipping premium meats, okay, yeah. Like, oh. let's say I got a nice mortadelle. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that I ordered from your wife. Sure, Bill. a nice sandy dick. Huh? <laughs> I needed the dry ice. <laughs> Everybody sounds like Mario when they're uh, in the meat world. Yeah, that's a, that's another central use of yeah. uh, dry ice, I think. Shipping. Yeah, because I guess I – when I was thinking about this guy casually playing with dry ice, I'm like, where do you get that if not the Halloween store around Halloween? But I mean I what's – what's amazing to me about this is mm-hmm. that I think this is evidence of a phenomenon that I did not know existed – which is a cool science teacher gone bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sure. this guy's dad obviously was a cool science teacher. Yeah. That's how he had the dry ice on hand. But in, everyone knows that there's nothing cool science teachers love more than safety goggles. Right. Uh-huh. Sure. Big rubber gloves. They're really in the game for that. Like, if who else do you see wearing a lab coat? Don't talk to me about pharmacists. <laughs> I will not. Do not because well, it's a I whole see thing. a lot of I see a lot of the people wearing lab coats. But on the weekends, I go to a lot of monster matches. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, if you've known, I mean, I'm sure. Did you ever have a cool science teacher, Jordan? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what the coolest. I can remember. God, I can remember his face, and I can remember how cool he was. Yeah, Mr. Stender. 
Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway. Oh, my yeah. middle school. That guy's cool. Yeah. Stender's cool. My middle school science teacher, Lori, mm-hmm. was very much like this. And a cool science class is a, is a place you go to see things explode, shoot across the room, yep. uh, have danger, uh, where you otherwise might have to worry about learning about science. Sure, right. So, but central to that is a complex ritual of safety measures uh, that you do before you get to go onto the skateboard with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys, I was thinking about the categories of cool teacher. Yeah. Did your guys' high schools or whatever have a cool photography teacher? Mm. Oh, no. No, we did have a, like, cool science teacher, definitely. A cool biology teacher, actually. Oh, okay. Really, uh, really was into dissecting stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually got us on board with that, squeamish as we were. But uh, he looked like I- Ichabod Crane. He's like oh, six feet seven, no weight on his body at all. Sure, pumpkin Mis- for a head. Mr. <laughs> pumpkin for a head. Came into class on a horse with yeah. a flaming sword. Uh, but no, not a photography teacher. I, I had a cool uh, acting teacher. Mm-hmm. Not my main acting teacher, but a guest artist who was very compelling. Uh, ended up doing something inappropriate with a student. Oh, dear. And... I had a cool literature teacher. Now, mm-hmm. my cool literature teacher was, I think, probably to some extent a general case, but also a particular to San Francisco, which is to say he was a rec- he was a student teacher. Mm-hmm. He had recently graduated with a degree in women's studies and was a black leather jacket bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was really into love and rockets? Okay, sure. And showing us Carrie. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was like a cl- it was like a classic like nineteen ninety five women's studies stuff that he was into the Shirelles. Will you? Lo- will he love me tomorrow? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, he was very cool. His name was Mister Crawford, Philip Crawford. Mm. Uh, I don't Obvi- know where. Obviously, listening now. I don't know where sure. Mister Crawford is, but he was a good dude. And he didn't care that I did not care about school at all. He was fine with that and just glad to have me there. Yeah. It was very nice of him. Never never broke out the dry ice? No. He was no. super chill about it. And, uh, you know, he'd just be like, hey, why don't you check out Linda Berry, man? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Here, I have you a mouthful of dry ice. Yeah. <laughs> Keep some in my desk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but this was recreational dry ice. That they yeah. Used. This okay, sounds so. like just like casual for fun dry ice. Be, I, you mean never, I, heard, never heard of that phenomenon before. Like mom and dad just get a – a shitload of dry ice for the kids to play with. I'm about there with my oldest. Yeah, my oldest daughter fancies herself to be an inventor, mm, uh-huh. which has a very expansive definition in her opinion. And are you worried that she'll get into monster mashes? <laughs> yes. If she starts sneaking out at night to go to mashes. Well, I don't want <laughs> as long as she doesn't bring a Wolfman home. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do not like Wolfman. I don't think. I think they're here out here taking our jobs. <laughs> Boy, open your mind, man. Wow. So pretty small-minded of you. Jesus. My daughter loves inventing, which is great. I mean, it's a really cool thing for for her to Absolutely. be into. Uh, she's into like she has one of these. There's these now these toy robots that you can program with a you know a Kindle or whatever uh-huh. uh, that that really are made for little kids and are kind of amazing. Like it's it's really a neat, a neat thing. Um, but her inventing, we sort of realized early on that it was going to be a major part of our lives. Like 
when she was like four and she decided this was what she wanted to do with her life, right. we were like, okay, we got to figure out how to – like our kid isn't exactly artistic, but there's going to be a lot of projects. And what we did was we just started buying our children enormous rolls of painter's tape. Oh, okay. Because painter's tape it comes off of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – satisfied her need to attach things to other things. Yep. Gotcha. But you haven't you haven't uh, tried the dry ice yet. No. So right now she makes basically everything out of uh construction paper and painters tape, which is great because I don't it's expressive enough for her to feel satisfied, mm-hmm. I think. What does she say she's inventing? Uh recently she's been cloning Oh, boy. Oh, nicely done. She turned my four-year-old Oscar into a – I'm going to say a Yeti crab recently. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you don't need dry ice for that. And is he human again or is he still a Yeti crab? No, he's still a Yeti crab. You have a personal think, interest in I this, think, right? Yeah, being, sure. being a shrimp man? As being a shrimp man, I want to interact <laughs> with other human-animal hybrids. I don't – honestly, I'm a little skeptical because there's a mythical creature thrown in there, which mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with. Personally, right. I would prefer that all the human-animal hybrids be right. uh, yeah. you know, more traditional. Zoologically uh, traditional, yep. Um, he is uh, right now still a Yeti crab, but okay. I think he's about ready to come out of his shell. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and or his fur. Sure, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like uh, what's nice about it is that it's it's satisfactory to her, but nothing that comes out of it is so – I want to say attractive. You could throw it all away. I can just – I just throw feel, it all I away. I feel nothing when I throw it all okay. – I just okay. gather it all up. She's really mad at me while I'm doing it. I'm just gathering it all up. And just Burning it, it in, in front of her. Just... Making her watch as it turns to ash. That is a yeah. hell of a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill, what were your kids into when they were kids' kids? You know, they were um, a, a little bit into that, like, robot making. But my son was just such a force of destruction that anything, <laughs> any, like, kit you got him with moving parts would just be trampled pretty quickly. Um, uh but yeah, video games. You know, my son's gone straight gamer on me. Yeah, yeah, cool. I don't know if I'm ever going to get. He him sounds back. like a pretty cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of messy art projects. He's probably good at Fortnite. He's probably too good at Fortnite. Anyway, he is playing Fortnite. Is he? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I it. I spent. Uh, I had like an Easter lunch with some like extended family that I don't have much connection to, and I sat down with the little kids and played Fortnite and just felt like the world had left me behind. I yeah. in a good way, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the world is not good, and you wanted it behind you. Yes, exactly. All right, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the Ringer the other day, mm-hmm. uh, which is a popular pop culture and sports website, uh-huh. and I was reading an article by Ben Lindbergh, who's one of the baseball writers mm-hmm. there and the host of a podcast I enjoy called Effectively Wild. And I read about Overcast. I want to say it was called Jump Diving or Dive something, like a, a controversial strategy in the world of not Overcast. What's it called? So there's Fortnite and there's Overwatch. 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 In the competitive oh, right. Overwatch has this thing <laughs> called jump diving mm-hmm. or something at gas station TV. If you know exactly what I'm talking about, please let them know. Um, but I read, I'm going to say, eight paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, why am I reading this? 
I hate this. <laughs> I, yeah. I say that about reading in general. Too. Like, what, <laughs> am I? what am I doing? I could be. I could be playing a video game, or like I can just let this part of me die. I, it's yeah. not necessary anymore. Like when I was twenty-two, sure, I had to know something about how to play all the different types of video sure. game. Right now, no, that can wither and die. It's fine. Yeah. I tried to play a little bit of Overwatch. Um, I had to, not had to, got to mm-hmm. uh, help <laughs> our uh, help our buddy uh, Chris Hardwick write some jokes because he was hosting BlizzCon, oh. which is a convention for people who like the Blizzard family of video games. It's uh-huh. a spinoff of JizzCon, right? <laughs> sure, yes. Yeah, same convention center. <laughs> Things get confusing. <laughs> yeah. I actually, every year I'm in St. Louis at FizzCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy hyphy rap, so. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm fizzing. Um. I uh, and so I I I got myself I got myself an Overwatch mm-hmm. and played a little bit of it and thought it was fun. It was one of those things. It's an online game, so I just yeah. immediately am killed immediately because I'm you know, uh, yeah, old and dying and yeah. you don't know on my way to the grave. Insulted by a thirteen year old yes. as you're dying. You yeah. know, I do not have any kind of headset hooked up to yeah. it, so I imagine that I am being called all manner of slur. Yeah. So I can just – I sometimes have a, you know, kind of a straw man in my head calling me things. Provided yourself, yep. Yeah, right, exactly. It's sort of like the dog tells the serial killer to commit murders. Sure. <laughs> Bug is sitting there just calling you various slurs. Sure, yes, exactly. Bug is my cat. Yeah. And, uh, yes, yeah, she speaks to me sometimes and mm-hmm. uh, calls me names. Anyway, I should go to the hospital. <laughs> Um, See ya. I'm afraid she'll eat me now that I'm a shrimp man. <laughs> I don't want to go home. I'm going to get eaten in my sleep. Yeah. Uh, but that's how I want to go, though. Eaten by my own cat. <laughs> yeah. It's a good death. Yeah. yeah it's the, it's, a, it's it is a, a good day to example die. example of the yeah. circle of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I played a little bit of Overwatch. Have and... you, do you remember the song from The Lion King, by the way? The circle of life oh, yeah. eaten by your own <laughs> because you are a shrimp. Uh, what did you expect? A lot Elton of people, John and Tim Rice. Just Tim, Rice is, classic. Tim Rice is the is really the special because Elton John's moving melodies, but those lyrics, those lyrics. the wit, the insight. Mm-hmm. Shrimp and rice. Yeah. The perspective on the human condition. And as moving as they are funny. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? I'm a rocket man, cause you know I just ate too much shrimp. <laughs> um, God, that is my favorite song from Goodbye Yellow Brick Shrimp. Sure, yeah. <laughs> anyway, send us your Elton John shrimp parodies. Yellow Shrimp Road? Yeah, this sure. Is starting to sound like at midnight, like hashtag A. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Benny and the Shrimp. <laughs> Goodbye Boy. Yellow Brick Shrimp. We will not tolerate your at midnight satire here, Bill. <laughs> Who was a wonderful employer for many years. I won the show once. That's true. That's true. Because because Chris let me cheat. <laughs> to be fair, the show was that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was Elton John shrimp. No, that wasn't dumb. the shrimp. It was the, like the, the Twitter participants. Right, just like, yes. Make a joke about shrimp. Just like just put shrimp in something. Yeah, one-to-one substitute of word. Um, oh, and the Overwatch, the Overwatch characters – all have a cool, very cool design. They mm-hmm. look, they're neat looking yeah. characters, but just made me uncomfortable because they were 
fifteen percent too porny. Right. And I you know, and <laughs> that I'm is a, very precise. And I am a man who has a high tolerance for like a Japanese action game. Right. You you grew up passionately loving Street Fighter 2, which is not insignificantly porn. Sure, yeah. And it is, oh boy, the latest iterations of Street Fighter are uncomfortable. Yes, I'm like, oh boy, these, these tits really crept up in this thing. I thought <laughs> since the 90s there were big they, video game they, problem tit creep. Yeah, sure. They, they only go one direction. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, so I, I, I stopped playing Overwatch for two reasons. One, because uh, because I was not any good at it. And it made me feel bad like a failure. Uh, but, yeah, it also made me feel a little bit, like, just sticky. Like there was a right. sexual film on me at all times. Like right. you were at JizzCon. Like I was yeah. – yes, exactly. Yeah. Like my last trip to JizzCon. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that entirely, Jordan. I was just – I just didn't know any of the words. Mm, sure. I was looking at a lot of words that I did not recognize. Right. <laughs> Mercy. Camping. Uh, Hanzo. True love. True love. Well. You'll find out about that soon enough when you meet Christ. <laughs> anyway. Has the podcast gone in that direction? It has. Oh, it's oh, very right. religious wow. now. We talk about Jizzcon for 20 minutes. Wow. That's a, that's a sneaky uh, I know it's punch. been a while since you've been on, Bill. Yeah. yeah. We, we try to bring it back to him, capital H. <laughs> capital H. Yeah. Can you feel the shrimp tonight? <laughs> oh, my God. No one shrimps like Gaston. No one shrimps like Gaston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A shrimping match. Nobody shrimps like Gaston. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Does shrimping have a? It must have like a filthy connotation that God, I don't know. It's gotta. Yeah, shrimping has to be something. Let's, uh, Brian. Okay, do us a favor. Play our next body call, and while it's playing, go on UrbanDictionary.com and type in shrimping. Open oh. up a private window. Open first. up. A, yeah, it's do, gonna be bad. Yeah, it's gonna be very bad. Control Shift N. Then <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and type in shrimping. Big shrimping. Big shrimping. Opt with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> When I was like seven years old, I had a loose tooth. Maybe I was younger than that, older, I don't know. Anyway, we were at the beach, my mother and I and some other people. It was like a beach party, pizza party. I bit into a piece of pizza, and then my mom had a bite of the same pizza. And then I noticed that my tooth was no longer loose because it was totally gone. And we always assumed that my mom swallowed the tooth. And, um, yeah, that's pretty gross. So I guess, nah, I don't know. That's my story. Bye. That's not gross. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. She could have grown a whole other daughter in her from that tooth. Yeah, you've never wanted your <laughs> like mother to eat tale. part of you? Some kind of weird folktale sure. with pizza. That's how, that's how you and your mother shared powers. Mm, right. Um, yeah, that, I, that, I was thinking like, oh, the child growing out of the tooth. That it seems like something that people who believe that like the maggots come from the meat would believe. Right, right. Some... Yeah, weird Belarusian folktale yeah. where children grow from teeth. There is only one way to get the tooth <laughs> back from the stomach. You no. order dominoes. <laughs> we must draw domino. it out of the fingers. Oh, oh God. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> it's Dr. Anus again. <laughs> he, believes, he believes that the butt is only an in. Right. So if you want to get something out, you have to take Go it out through, through the fingers. The fingers. It's the, yeah, it's the one and only place with uh, double entry. Uh, are you guys, uh, I guess your kids are probably out of this zone, but are you guys doing Tooth Fairy, Jesse? 
Have you had so, to deal with lost teeth? I don't know at what age children do things. My oldest Grace. So Teresa is in what I would call the John Hodgman camp, mm-hmm. which is uh, John Hodgman. He's talked about this on Judge John Hodgman several times. <clears throat> has discussed the reality of holiday friends with his children because when his oldest. Uh, first learned that Santa Claus wasn't real. It was very deeply traumatic for her. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. I don't have a strong position on it. I never, I don't remember ever thinking that Santa Claus was real. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do remember enjoying, I, I don't think, I don't know if my parents ever like said to me, Santa Claus isn't real. Um, and I definitely was never traumatized because I don't think I ever really thought Santa Claus was real. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was always just a fun conceit to me. Right. Uh, and it was fun in part because my parents had never, like, openly said it. But that was always the understanding in my family. Mm-hmm. For Teresa, Teresa definitely really believed Santa Claus was real. And it was I think it was hard for her to deal with that it wasn't. So we kind of, like... Last year was the first year that Grace, who was uh, then – had just turned six, um, that she knew that Santa Claus wasn't real. She immediately extrapolated and figured out that the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny were not real. Smart. But what's great about it is we – But that's – this whole thing makes it easier for the Krampus to sneak up on her. Yeah. Uh, The – we can we convinced her not to talk about it with Oscar, mm-hmm. her little brother, because we we thought Oscar's four, like he can believe that the mm-hmm. Easter Bunny's real if he wants to. Um, but it has led to a number of kind of like she's so bad at hiding it, mm. but he's so bad at figuring it out uh, that it has led to some truly like. Some just spectacularly dumb situations where she covers it up retrospectively or retroactively uh, very, very poorly. But he didn't even notice when she openly said that it wasn't real that she had said it. Kids are such idiots. I know. (laughs) Like a a four-year-old is just the sweetest, dumbest bag of rocks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my my four year old especially like he is just such a like he'll just walk into a wall, you know. It's like, can I have a hug? <laughs> wall, yeah, you can have a hug. Of will course, you love me, love you so much. Bill, did you guys do holiday monsters? Um, holiday monsters, yeah, like that's Krampus? what I consider it's Santa, oh, holiday, the fairy, holiday monsters. Um, I never had a policy on it, but I, it we had enough grandparents who would regularly cite Santa Claus sure. that the kids got it, and you know, and all the tremulous expectations therein. I, I don't know if your d- wife works at an office, but does her office around the holidays ever have any holiday mashes? Um, <laughs> only regarding monsters. But sure. Do you guys have a, run- a runner with monster mashes? <laughs> we do this episode. <laughs> yeah. it, crept, it crept up so yeah. really committing Bill, to it. If you're so wondering, stealthily. If you're wondering whether or not this makes sense, it does not. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's great about a running... I sort of concluded that about life, but I thought yeah. podcasts... <laughs> Podcast were the last <laughs> remaining bastion of order. No, it's all chaos. Yeah. Podcast, the universe. You've spent your life 
thinking of new jokes. Each episode of Riff Tracks requires so many jokes that you think of joke upon joke upon yeah, joke upon joke. Raw tonnage. And on Jordan Just You Go, you know, we've been doing this for 10, 12 years now, and we've really honed in on about two or three jokes per episode. That yeah. We just repeat them. Sure. Okay, no, I get that. We take phenomenon. little breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pepper in same stories a couple times a year. Yeah, it's, I'll yeah. talk about I grew up this in San Francisco. This is a good business model, et cetera, you guys. Et cetera, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan lifted trucks in the parking lot of his high school sure. uh-huh. and uh, going to Disneyland. But a you lot don't you and... don't have a previous Monster Mash uh, bit going on. No, I think we've talked about it's something we enjoy joking about. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, I mean it's our top mash. Right. Easy. Although we <laughs> we really like those paper things that look like flowers that you open and close to find out who you're going to marry. Sure. Cootie catchers. Yeah. <laughs> non monster mashes are not worth. No, I don't. I will not go to a human mash. Hell no. I will. Don't. Eat. I've gotten and I have several Facebook invites to human mashes, and I will not go. Monster <laughs> or nothing. What does mash stand for? Mary. Oh, I, no, I think mash – so I think, you're, I think you're, you're conflating the mash and the cootie catcher, Jesse. Okay. So, the, so mash is like a game you play with a paper and pencil uh-huh. um, and you write down mash. So it's mansion, apartment, shack, house. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you yeah, – yeah. you know, there's some sort of counting mechanism to where you land on one of those. It says where you live and then right. you'll do a list of your potential uh, husbands or wives. Uh-huh. Um, John Hamm. So, yeah, I think around the time I was doing this, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a popular option. Uh-huh. Uh, For me, it was a young John Hamm. Sure, a young, right. <laughs> an, un, an, a not famous John Hamm. A teenage Yeah, there's John a teenager Hamm. in Mad Lewis, Lewis or whatever. Yeah. From the show Mad Boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lil Mad Men. <laughs> uh, Mad Men Babies. Um. Yeah. So you know, I think if you're, if you, I were... thought there was too much little adultery. I felt like they leaned <laughs> sure. on that too hard on that show. <laughs> and maybe if you device. were into ladies and playing mash, you maybe Mila Jovovich was on there, and that was right. the one you wanted to land on. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Madman Babies is a great idea. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If only funny or die, we're still employing people. <laughs> That'd be. Yeah, if, sure only, if only Funny or Die were employing people, and it was 10 years ago. Sure. Uh, Ooh, Mad Men, That's babies. the dream, 10 oh, yeah. years ago. God, God I wish it was 10 years ago. Oh, I loved 10 years ago. So cool. What you is know, this? that's that's why I... What is this now? This bullshit of being 10 years after <laughs> then. That's why I voted... It's now. That's why Fuck I, you! Fuck now. now. <laughs> Ultimately, that's why I decided not to vote for Hillary. <laughs> um, I wanted to make America great again, by which I mean about 2006. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know when I was really in my wheel when I was sure. out there fucking, you know. Yeah, yep. sure. I had, was, still had my hair. With all the screamo bands, were and, still good. Yeah. And of course, the screamo. Right, your vehicle yeah. was Trump. You know, yeah, obviously. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We thought we thought he would make My Chemical Romance get back together, <laughs> and he hasn't. Yeah. Forget the wall. Yeah. Get My Chemical Romance back together. We're gonna get My Chemical Romance <laughs> back together, dear. President Trump, mm-hmm. this is Jesse writing to you from Los Angeles. Why aren't Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel friends anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Please focus on this pressing problem. Yeah. Lick envelope, stamp, mailbox. Yeah. Imagine, if you will, being at the start of Mad Men. Oh. President Trump. Oh. 
imagine. Make it happen. Sure. When you thought the show was mostly design-centric. Sure. You're yeah. mostly watching it for the aesthetics of the design, not the character yeah. right. portraits. And, and, the, and the little Twitter icon said, yet to appear. That oh, was a, the icon. That was a delight oh. yet to be foisted on the world. Yes. You can had, do we, that, sir. We had yet to madmen ourselves. Yeah, or, or Iranian revolution ourselves. Oh, boy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, many fun icons. Yeah, when those Iranians were living under the thumb of an evil dictator, that's where that it was That was at. some good shit. 2006, baby. Yeah. Mm. The Arab winter. Sweet spot. <laughs> Fall, maybe. Fuck now. Yeah. Now is a bitch. Now we're just all too full of shrimp. <laughs> we're going to take some weird shrimp crap later. <laughs> God! Why, why is I have a blood vessel running, <laughs> running down my back. It's noticeable. Yeah. It's ugly. Vice President Pence, you're supposed to be the adult in the room. What are you doing about too much shrimp? <laughs> yeah, right? Is there some sort of camp I could go to? Why aren't you limiting our shrimp intake? <laughs> sure. We Americans don't – we have too many freedoms, I think. Yeah, I think We have think the so freedom too. to gorge ourselves on shrimp on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Shouldn't be. How – okay. Bill? Yeah. Jordan? Yes. You're at a, sh- you're at a sh- shrimp-steron. Mm-hmm. You know, your red lobsters. Your, yeah, sure. I call them rester shrimps, but <laughs> sure. don't. Okay. It's a regional Proceed. thing. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Midwest. It's uh-huh. to go to <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> entirely. Like a shrimp in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Candle in the shrimp scans better, though. <laughs> Candle in the shrimp. Daniel is leaving tonight on a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Susie had so much shrimp. Now that, that, you, <laughs> no. you nailed it. Yeah. There you go. I remember <laughs> when food was young. <laughs> I think we just learned who wrote for At Midnight. <laughs> um, sure. I have this savant-like power and nothing to do with it. <laughs> just mumbling <laughs> punny song lyrics in my house. <laughs> it's a well-developed muscle. Sure. Um, you're also juicing. I am also juicing. You're on pun steroids. Yep. Um, I I want to know. You're sitting at a shrimp restaurant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can picture it. You've yeah. ordered yourself uh, a what's your what's your pop what's your what's your top shrimp a scampi? No, no, that seems uh, like supper club of the 1950s. I think it, it's sort of in the it's sort of in that that Cajun zone. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than like blackened shrimp or something like that. Yeah, Yum. sure. That is good. Shrimp cocktail? Uh yeah. not my fave. I'll have one. Okay. I'll have one, but it's yeah. not my preferred. If someone's like I'm going to get a shrimp cocktail, do you want to split it? That's great for me. Yeah. You know what I like? When just that Costco plastic tray of shrimp is out there and you can use many of <laughs> those like that. weird suckers. <laughs> Cold, rubbery shrimp. Sure. Just, I really like them. Yeah. Just, it's the same as me. It's like the, whatever it is about them, uh, whatever it is about uh, a grocery store potato salad that mm-hmm. I love is the same thing that Do I love Do you just about, eat the shrimp sort of unadorned, no dipping? I'll no. dip them, but I don't like the sauce. Oh. So you're I dipping just dip them out of obligation. Social sure. pressure. Yeah. yeah. Or if someone's looking at me. And they they do me have to dipping. be cold. If they're not cold, I don't like I like the, like airport sandwich level cold. Yeah, like I like God there's damn, a weird cold. satisfaction for me about the fact that the shrimp are so cold. Like mm-hmm. why you are get they like so an cold? ice cream headache but it from seems, your shrimp? But it seems right. Okay. So here's the question. You're okay. in a situation like that, and we're talking about chain restaurant sized shrimp. Uh, okay. You know, smaller shrimp, not tiny yeah. shrimp or anything, but smaller, regular size They're shrimp. They're not prawns. No. No. No, 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 fucking no no, no way. No, no, no. How many of them do you eat on an unlimited when you are when you are untethered? Hmm. 
Uh, uh, you know, I I mean, let's say they serve you seventy five before they cut you off. They don't cut you off if you want to keep oh, going. Oh, it's like right in the front of me. I'm seventy five. We're going no, down my there's gullet. There's no part where you reflect you to back to yourself. Right. Should I eat more shrimp? When Should you I first, ask for a, when you first said it, the number that plate. the number that came to me was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking twenty. Yeah, because that's a or maybe yeah. like a third of the seven. Like they think that I'm going to eat seventy five. Those monsters. Yeah, I think um, I might. I think I might eat twenty five. I'm trying to think. Of, that sounds this. about right. I'm trying to remember this sandwich I had today. How many no. shrimp were in that? Because I feel like I have never eaten so many shrimp. Right, but you also ate bread. a loaf of a bread, loaf of a bread. loaf of bread, yeah. a loaf, and probably an entire pickle sliced up, and yeah. a jug of mayonnaise. A jug of mayonnaise. But if these were just bare shrimp, I'm probably and some fresh crispy lettuce and some fresh crispy lettuce. Four vitamins. No tomatoes, thank you. No tomatoes. I'm wait, wait, wait. How, yeah. how are you ingesting the lettuce? Like you're picking it like a like a shrimp wrap. Uh, oh, no, you're not eating a, the lettuce. Oh, this is just on the sandwich today. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm so, sorry. yeah, this was just a. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um, I thought it was in Jesse's hypothetical. I didn't, sure. I did not see lettuce there. I'm probably eating 20 shrimp. 20? Yeah. How many? Okay. Second phase of the question. Mm-hmm. Same situation, same size shrimp, but instead of how many do you eat, how many can you eat? Uh, what's the measure of that? We're going to use numbers. <laughs> oh no, no! Like, how do you know? Okay, I guess I should I should phrase it as how many are you willing to mm. eat? Ah. At what point do you draw the line? Like, let's say that you are in a shrimp eating contest, or sure, you're just you're everyone's watching you, and yeah. they you're they with like a date it. who has a shrimp fetish. <laughs> exactly, you really want to get them nice and red. She's like, I like them tender. Yeah, I like sure. them hard. Exoskeleton. Hard. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing harder than an exoskeleton. Damn. 35? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I have not I think been I tested. Could eat, I, I, don't, I may just be picking a number that's five higher than you, but I think I could eat 40 shrimp. Oh, I could eat 41. Okay. But I could eat 46 Seven. shrimp. I could eat 47. I could eat 52 shrimp. <laughs> I'm being realistic here, and I think if this is a if this is a chain restaurant situation where they do have a some sort of promotion like that. Yeah. By the time the shrimp comes here, I've had three iced teas. <laughs> okay. Sweetened? Huh? Sweetened? No, I traditionally do an, do an unsweetened okay. iced tea. And have you been uh, filling up on bread as my parent? I might my have been, par- I might have my been filling up on bread. My mom just texted me and wanted you to know if you were filling <laughs> yes, up on bread. I heard, I, I heard you were having a conversation <laughs> about getting the most for your money at a restaurant. I just wanted to remind you. If I'm going to pay for the chicken yeah. parmesan. You don't eat don't all the bread. Don't fill up on bread. Um, yeah. So I'm probably, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk, I'm going to say, will eat 18, can eat 25. That seems a little I, more sane. I think, George. I've had, just had so much iced tea at this point, though. You might be underestimating how pumped you are from the iced tea. That's true. I might like, be. while the iced tea is sloshing around in your mm-hmm. tum-tum, yeah. and that's going to be a concern. That little caffeine's kicked in. The caf- giving me a little bit, bit of extra caffeine hunger. Yeah, let's okay. assume fast service too. So like sure. you're just like you're yeah, she's there with the pitcher. She's there. Well, no, I mean with the shrimp too. Oh yeah, because the tr- they're all no, just, no, I, the shrimp is coming in a pitcher in this situation. Just, <laughs> it's just pouring. I'll it take out. the uh, pitcher of shrimp. Uh, they're <laughs> all just sitting there under a heat lamp. Sure, and uh, scooping them in. Ready. I have a friend named Adam mm-hmm. who once told me the story. He went to college in St. Louis. And he and his college softball team, like his intramural, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, multi-gender 
intergender, mixed gender softball team. Intramural? Intramural. That means they play against other. That doesn't mean that it's they more play than one gender. What's the word that walls. I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. exactly. God, Bill. <laughs> um, and do you like how I drew the line there? Not it. Can you feel the shrimp tonight? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. All right, they play against shrimp. They didn't play. Oh, go. okay, good. Yeah, good joke. Yeah, a plus. A good, very good. Um, you've got the job. Um, they there was a there was like a bar in St. Louis near Washington of St. Louis where he went to school that had. An unlimited wings day. Right. And what they would do is they would go when the bar opened, eat as many shrimp as they could. I mean, as many wings as they could. Then they would sort of take it in shifts to go do their business for the day while always keeping a few people from the team at the table. Wow. Thus maintaining their unlimited wings status what is what is the total elapsed time here like four hours so he was like six plus hours holy shit so he he told me that they would eat that he would that he personally would eat like a hundred wings in a day that doesn't seem like that he's a really skinny guy too wow that doesn't seem like that is happening because of a love of wings. That is a hatred for that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that is just not liking the restaurant or, or, and wanting to or hurt for it. oneself. Love sure. of the love of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe there. Sure, the thrill yeah. of pursuit. The wand finds the wizard. Yeah. I get it. I get it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like no wizard would ever find your wand if you were eating that many wings. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because your gunt, your gunt covers your wand. <laughs> Even in college, you, you have know? to move a few folds away. Uh, yeah, the wand's wand under there. Just you might want to get. A crowbar. <laughs> Should I lay down in this pile of bones? <laughs> Constantly surrounded by a pile of sure, bones yeah. in that situation, uh, Jordan. Just, yeah, you just made a blue cheese at that point in too. Is your wizard cave? Yeah. Or yeah, but if you, I feel like if you're if you're dipping those wings, right, you are as much blue cheese as you are chicken at that mm. point. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, I love blue cheese. I don't so like much. talking about this because I'm so full of shrimp. <laughs> have I mentioned that? Have I mentioned how full of shrimp I am? I have heard. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Chaotic Bro. Natural Jaeger. The Cosby. Mount Armis. The USS Entrepreneur. Dustbuster Club. Drunk Shimoda. What are we talking about? Some of the many delightful nonsenses that are now important running gags in the Star Trek podcast we still can't believe we're actually making. The Greatest Generation is a show that is reviewing Star Trek The Next Generation episode by episode, but it's much sillier and has more fart jokes than that makes it sound. Our reputations may never recover. You can get our show at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Hi, I'm Biff. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. Turns out it isn't what we thought it would be. For example, stickers on car windows... It's no longer about what type of monster would let that happen, and more like realizing you are that monster. 
So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org or Apple Podcasts. And yes, there will be swears. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Bill Corbett, a shrimp human hybrid. Bill, what is a Rift Tracks project that people should check out right now? What's the right hot now? What's the hottest thing in the Rift Tracks store? Uh, right now, uh, check out. Uh, the Fairy King of R, A-R, which has – it's one of these uh, – it's, it's a movie I was telling you before we started here that was filmed in South Africa. We got a whole bunch of them where we just sort of made up a backwards story of actors were like let uh, – given like a two weeks at a resort or something like that and a bunch of Krugerans and they <laughs> – it was in the 90s. And uh, they did some movies. Because so, Scott Malcolm McDowell, who's a, a, still a wonderful actor, I, you know, despite his choices, the 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 immortal Corbin Burnson. Oh, sure. Yeah, Corbin, Law. yeah, absolutely. Um, and of the Universe? Anyway. <laughs> no, that's Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren was He-Man. I'm sorry. Yeah, Corbin Burnson is um, L.A. Law. Okay. And I don't know what else. But... It also has Denzel Washington. What? No, it doesn't have Denzel Washington. <laughs> he was on L.A. Law, wasn't he? Sure. No, he was on St. Elsewhere. Uh, mm. Blair... Blair somebody was on L.A. Law. Blair Blair Washington? Underwood? Blair Underwood. You're right. Yeah. Very handsome. Um, yeah, and Corbin's pretty handsome and Malcolm... Handsome, you know. So, sure. if you want a, a South African movie with a lot of handsome people and some terrible CGI fairies, <laughs> I do, I do well, want yeah, that. Yeah, in the cool. shot in the immediate aftermath of the fall of apartheid. Yeah, very much. That's so, the yeah. main thing. Is yeah. They're like the cultural boycott has been broken, and there is not. Let's a, make some fairy movie. There is not a <laughs> black person anywhere near this movie. So they did their part for. And uh, live show coming up in June. Live show coming up in June is uh, a redo of an MST3K classic, uh, Space Mutiny. Yeah. Um, That's the stuff Starring right there. Reb, That's the good Reb stuff. Brown. Yeah. So we're excited about that. A little daunted because we gave him about 40 nicknames in the first one and people want us to find 40 more. Really? Yeah, You're doing gonna, more, uh, we're gonna do more Reb Brown nicknames? Yeah. Yep. Boy. Yep. Can you We're, give us a preview? Is no, there no, I that's cannot. In, in I, I have to. I have right to do now? basically a flow chart of. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Of I've already like done modifiers buff, buff and drink lots. And... Yeah, slab bulkhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Beef strongheart. <laughs> so, fun. but we're looking forward. Uh, Rift tracks is fun. We are fun. If we're not that, we're nothing. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rift Tracks is a blast. Definitely, uh, definitely, definitely uh, uh, get their movies and go to the live shows. The live, the live, they're simulcast. Yeah, so they you are. Can see yeah. them in a movie theater. Uh, and I, I frequently go to these, and they are just a hoot. They're oh, so thanks, funny. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, you will, you will not laugh harder in a movie theater. Oh, well. I go to the Metropolitan Opera simulcast. Sure, and that yeah. is very funny, hilarious. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was in Aida. Tosca. Was, yeah. <laughs> Damn boy! Right. If you had seen this, Carmen, <laughs> yeah, you would have. Yeah, and just... funny and sexy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the boob would come out. It was sort of oh, well, fun. We, yeah. kind of we can get Kevin picture. Murphy to do that. I mean, yeah, okay, Murphy will whip out a boob. Great, <laughs> <laughs> twirl it around for you and put it back. You heard that it here my, first. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch took out a boob in that. Uh, uh, in that. Uh, a Royal Shakespeare Company play that he did in the sure, yeah. Oh, wow. 
So I think it's pretty much de rigueur at this point. <laughs> All right. right. Gotta, we'll get on it. Take out our old man boobies. <laughs> yeah. And also I'm going to need some shrimp. Okay. That would be nice. <laughs> so you. should we do the whole thing, like not not like stuffing our faces with shrimp, but consistently eating it for the last – Oh, and just see like, how many you can get through over yeah, the course of a for you know, two-hour presentation. Just keep replenishing the supply. I and... think that's a fun like audience participation thing is every time they see a shrimp go into your maws. Yeah. One, two – 39. Sure. It'll yeah. be like 56. a Rocky Horror thing. And, yeah. and everybody will throw cocktail sauce. Eventually we can just dispense with the movie and right. make it, yeah, yeah, shrimp eating contest. Yeah. <laughs> right. Simulcast around the globe. <laughs> Watch us eat shrimp. <laughs> Everyone throws tiny forks at the stage maybe? Well, <laughs> sure. That happens in uh, the room. Spoons. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. And we'll challenge the Metropolitan Opera Company to a shrimp off <laughs> at some point. Yeah. I don't think you're going to win that one. No, there's some there's some big people, big voices, big folks. Yeah, sure. Shrimp needs are vast. You said that your brother lost something in himself. Yeah, my uh, younger brother when he was well, we didn't know this till after the fact, but when he was about five, he'd been getting nosebleeds for about a year. Um, and then at one point, he tearfully confessed to my mother that he had taken out the plug from one of those. Uh, like Christmas globe shake em ups. Uh-huh. And for some reason, he was compelled to put it up his nose. Uh-huh. And so he spent about a year with it up there, like tossing and turning at night, wondering if it was ever going to come out, having nosebleeds, just this little dumbass four year old, five year old. And then eventually it just kind of did come out with a big sneeze. And my mother was like, ah, you're having like a, an alien baby. <laughs> Um, what's, what's terrible is when they are that age, because this something similar happened with my oldest when she was littler. Uh-huh. You can't rely on their reports of what did and didn't go up there. So, like, they'll kind of have a feeling like so they put something up there, but it might have just been a dream they had or yeah. an idea they thought they might try that could be fun. They're, they're, all those things are one to yeah, a four-year-old. They're dumb and they're super high yeah. at all moments. <laughs> and so uh, there was a point where we did, I think, have to take our daughter to the doctor the German. to verify that nothing was in there. Yeah. Like we were like – we thought nothing was in there. I think – I believe it was a balloon. What was the uh, – what was the operating theory, though? Like, what was up where? She thought she had put – she claimed that she had maybe put a balloon up her nose. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like one of those little, like, uh, like magician balloons, you know? Yeah. When I was little, I, I made my mom take me to the emergency room because I thought grandma's ghost was in my eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy. I can see it. I can see it's, her there I think dancing it's still there. around. Uh, <laughs> Free me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't move into the black neighborhood. <laughs> Grandma. Grandma's ghost. Grandma's Oh, boy. Oh. I'm sorry. But with my... Uh, a different time. Yeah. She's trapped in my eye. And, uh, does, she, does she have... Can she travel from eye to eye or is it just one? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's right. kind of cute. Is that why you got bifocals? It is, yeah. <laughs> and I think they make me look distinguished. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, with my brother, though, the, one, the funny part that I remember, I was only a year and a half older, is that he actually tried to convince... My parents that it happened by accident that it, like <laughs> he was just kind of messing around like shaking the snow globe and it popped out and it right. went up there of its own volition and finally he you know I think that is they, what they broke him that is what doctors will tell you doctors and you know ER yeah you know uh, uh, ambulance drivers and stuff will tell right. you about the about the butt butt 
losings that they come across is people yeah. will always say they like fell on something yeah. or they, you know. An entire spaghetti squash just <laughs> right. found its way up there. Just, it was sitting on its end and I fell yeah. off a ladder. And, so yeah. I had lubed a spaghetti squash for display. <laughs> sure. As you do. And I happened to be gallivanting. Right. Underpantsless. <laughs> sure. <laughs> across my living room floor. I was a recent tear in my trousers. <laughs> just spaghetti squash size. It's like, you know, just we'll take it out of there. You Inspired don't have to. by a New York City ballet simulcast <laughs> I had recently viewed. <laughs> You've come to the right man. <laughs> it's me. An old joke that we thought of an hour ago. Sure. I remove things by putting more things up there. I hope you don't mind. Soon there will not be enough room for more things. The bigger things will chase the little things out. <laughs> sometimes I'm German. Sometimes I'm basically Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> I need the money. I am not very precise. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Jesse Go is uh, produced by Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. If you hear laughing from off microphone, that's Brian. You don't need to ask us. It's Brian. He laughs through the window sometimes. It's a problem that he's seeing a counselor for. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it is actually the ghost of his grandmother in his oh, eye wow. laughing. It's a common problem. Hashtag your thoughts about the program. Hashtag JJGo. On Twitter, uh, send any uh, corrections or further information we might need based on what we said on the program on Twitter to at Gas Station TV. That's at Gas Station TV, the only television network that lives inside a gas pump. (laughs) That's their slogan, right? (laughs) It is, yeah. The only television network that lives dot, 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 inside inside a a gas pump. pump. Yeah, you need a, a yeah that kind of uh, '70s commercial voice, yeah. the Smucker's guy, in a gas station, yeah. <laughs> a Casey Kasem day. <laughs> it's morning in America, <laughs> yeah, and a TV network lives inside a gas pump <laughs> somewhere in Omaha. Farmers roasting corn. <laughs> I'm going to fuel up the tractor and watch the Today Show. <laughs> But just a little bit of it. Just a little bit. Just a very little bit. Watch a few seconds of Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can uh, tweet at us at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. Bill, you're just Bill Corbett, right? Yep, yep. Uh, It's spelled the standard way, Bill Corbett. Yeah, a couple uh, it, of omelets along the way. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> in some. If you're a Redditor, you can join us on Reddit, where there's always a lively discussion at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. And you can also join us in the MaxFun Facebook group, where there is often a lively discussion. You can also like Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook, and we encourage you to do so. And can I say this, Jordan? Sure. This is the week. This is the week that you write a review in Apple Podcasts of Jordan Jesse Go. Do it. Let's do it all at once this week. Uh, now, go. This week and never again. Yes. <laughs> right now, did you know that the top review of Jordan Jesse Go, I'm pretty sure it was Jordan Jesse Go, was like a review that I wrote before we started the show in order to make the show look good? Whoops. <laughs> That's funny. That yeah. is remarkable honesty. Yeah. It's like 15 years ago now. Oh, but wow. it stays at the top because I think whatever mm. is at the top is whatever has had the most this is useful. And I, I, wrote, a, I wrote a clear Hopefully it was useful. Review that As President it Clinton was. has taught us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. I to- always review my own podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very horny. In retrospect, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.